After today's show, we have a sneak peek behind the paywall of Patreon. You will hear an episode of Marissa Reviews a Show. And if you'd like to hear more, you can go to patreon.com slash y'all heard. Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all, y'all heard. heard. Podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related in the spring. And this is a podcast where two best friends sit down each week with a celebrity guest who tells us all about what it's like to be famous. Do we have April Fool's? <laughs> Very nice. We don't have a guest, nor are we best friends. Ouch, ouch. Just kidding. That should be common knowledge by now. Pete, how are you? I think I'm okay. One, uh, this past weekend, I made a miniature chair with like a third of a popsicle stick and toothpicks. For what purpose? And I thought Marissa would be so proud of me for building miniatures. (laughs) Yeah. Like for something? I was trying to covertly help with a school project oh do you have a picture i do but i didn't send it to you because it doesn't look terribly impressive (laughs) (laughs) you should send it anyway i love a miniature no matter how good or how bad yeah what about your week um i'm sorry so many noises happening can you hear like all of them yeah the time atmosphere there's like we got. It sounds like you have church bells. It sounds like yeah. you have probably like a parrot. Um, no. There's a lion, and I yeah. think I also hear like a Tommy gun shooting. Mm, yes. April no. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> there was a church bell though. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, I don't know. I I know you're usually the one without anything. I uh I built a tiny chair with repurposed oh, yeah, wood, I, so <laughs> Yeah, you're you beat me. Um I just keep sleeping over and over again. Oh, guys, I was really bloated last week and I was in pain and nauseous and I had to take a pregnancy test and for a half hour I thought I might be pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Let's all celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, let's just let's gloss over this and hit me breaker. Yes, uh, for a few different reasons coming up. One being Easter, another being maybe life changes. Sorry, these fucking church bells do not finish. They stop and now they start it again. I'm very <laughs> irritable. Okay, I I'm wanted to, I wanted to put out to our fans. You can contact us directly, whichever one of us you know. Would you prefer that if we are busy with stuff one week that we rerun a show or that we do a really short show? Good call. So let us know the feedback on that. And um, I would guess if we don't hear any feedback, we would probably just rerun shows. Um, But I do have a couple of topics that could be pretty good being short. So let us know. Cool. You can can do that at 570-PODWOD1. Or, or yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
just slide into Marissa's sandy DMs. Ew. Nope. This is gross. Like marble? Like a marble floor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My smooth DMs. <laughs> I don't know that this is a really good icebreaker, but if you could only have potato in one form for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Ooh, it is a toss up between. Ooh, it is a toss up between very crispy steak fries. They have to be very crispy. They have to be. <laughs> or twice baked. With cheese. Okay. okay. How about you? I think I've only had twice baked potatoes once. You're a fool. I was also someplace and I saw that they had, is it corn nuts? Oh, I fucking love corn nuts. Right. And I was like, I've never had them and Marissa loves them. Did you Man, try them? I'm not going to get them. <laughs> so in my honor, because I was going to buy corn nuts the other day, but now that I have a fake tooth, I'm not supposed to be going ham on very crunchy things. So I was like, if I forget, I might end up making this fucking very expensive tooth fall out. So you should eat them, and I live vicariously through you. So which one would you pick? I also am in a toss-up situation. French fries, I guess, the French fries. Yeah. But they have to be crispy! (laughs) But, like, after a while, if you want some, like, mashed potatoes, you could take some of the... Not crispy ones. And... Yeah, but I never want non-crispy. If anyone has known, seen me eat French fries. No, I mean like you might want uh, mashed potato. <laughs> no, I know. I won't. I just want French fries. <laughs> and anyone see me eat French fries, if they start to get soggy, I will only eat the tips. Because why would I waste calories on non-crunchy French fries? Anyway. Um, I am also... Uh... Yeah, give me some some crispy French fries. So, except I was going with uh, shoestring. Shoestring. Mm, yeah. Remember that time we went to the diner and one of us was eating mashed potato French fries that we dipped in mashed potatoes. Was I doing that? Yeah. Okay, that was really cool. <laughs> I believe you've also dipped potato chips in mashed potatoes as well. Oh, didn't I say that? What did I say? Oh, you said French fries. Oh, I meant potato chips and, and mashed potatoes. That was delicious. Why would a diner sell French fries? I mean, I keep saying French fries. I mean potato chips. Because they're cheaper than French fries. That's <laughs> day. And nothing happens. It's just not my best day. Uh, my close second is uh, little diced up roasted tomatoes. Roasted potatoes. That's cute. Oh, wait. French fries. No! God! God! I meant potato chips! Yeah, you can't have potato chips anymore. Um, can I change it? No. We need to move on, otherwise I'm going to talk about episode. We're going to talk about something that I don't even know what it is or why. Uh, I forgot how I heard about it, but I have heard about it in the past, and then on some weird podcast I was listening to, they brought it up again. So today, I'm just going to do a quick intro to sun gazing. Pete, have you ever heard of the act of sun gazing? Sun gazing. 
No, but do you look at the sun? Yes, it is incredibly self-explanatory. Sun gazing is the practice of staring directly into the sun, which can be seen by some as a form of alternative therapy or to some for religious reasons. Um, Yet to more as a dangerous thing to do. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, I... This comes up in alternative wellness scenes from time to time. Um, some people say that um, it's been around for a long time, while some people say this is mostly a 20th century um, activity. Uh, most notably, there is William Horatio Bates, who created the Bates Method. No. He was uh, an eye doctor in the 1800s who used the Bates method as an alt therapy to improve eyesight, but it was later proven to be ineffective and not to mention potentially dangerous. The Bates method included several exercises, but one of which was sun gazing, or as he called it, sunning. Uh, Sunning could be done in one of two ways. You either are looking straight at the sun, gazing at it, or there is another method um, where you close your eyes, you face the sun, and then you slowly move your head left to right while breathing deeply, giving each eyelid <laughs> sunlight access to relax all your muscles in or around the eyes. Uh, Bates had a lot of criticism throughout his years. Uh, later <laughs> in his career, it suggested that, no, you shouldn't, Expose your whole eye to the sun, only the white part of the eyeball to direct sunlight. How you do that, I don't know. And only for seconds at a time after allowing the sun to shine on closed eyelids for a longer period. Um, You ever look at the sun so much? Like, you ever been in, like, a situation where maybe the sun is behind someone you're talking to and you, like, start to cry, kind of? Like, you're. Yeah. Yeah, that's. That's weird. It happens to me when it's really snowy. Um, and then the sun reflects off the off the snow. Yeah, um, yeah. That happened to me once. I was talking to a priest, and I was tearing up. Was did weird. he think it overtaken spiritually? I, I don't know. He didn't acknowledge <laughs> it, and I, I was appreciative. <laughs> uh, uh, and then uh, it's worth noting that after his death, uh, there were a couple more... Uh, of Bates publications that came out, none of which mentioned sun gazing at all. Despite Bates being one of the more well-known sun gazing advocates, some say that the practice may go back much further. Um, some say, some experts say that sun gazing originated in India more than 2000 years ago with the teaching of Lord Mahavir of Jain, also known as Mahavira or Vardhamana. Oh, yeah, that's how I know him. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, However, many civilizations from the Aztecs to the ancient Egyptians were said to have practiced sun gazing. Uh, These past civilizations revered sun gazing as an esoteric practice for high-ranking priests and shamans. Because the theory was that the sun is the force of all life and staring at it can infuse your body with large amounts of energy. 
And, well, if it's a source of all life, perhaps it could also bring you closer to God. That's just me theorizing. But um, now a more contemporary example of a pro-sun gazer is wellness guru Pete Evans of Australia. Uh, Pete Evans. What? Pete Evans. Yeah, Pete Evans. Uh, who used to have a documentary on Netflix, uh, but it became very controversial and it was taken down. <laughs> uh, his was it that one about little kid, little girl cheerleaders? <laughs> no, no, not about that. Uh, it was called The Magic Pill. Uh, a few years ago, he promoted sun gazing to his online base with an Instagram post saying, Every day I love to immerse myself in an experience with the cleansing ocean water as well as a brief gaze into the radiant light of the early rising or late setting sun. Uh, these simple yet powerful practices have got to be two of the best forms of free medicine on the planet for body, mind, and spirit. And accompanying the advice was a picture of him staring directly into the sun. Uh, do not think this is the same person, but I don't know. I think I might have mentioned it in a past show do you remember me mentioning a guy who I think he was, like, sunning his asshole? That was you know, person? This, this sounds familiar. I don't know if it was on the show or not. I feel like it was, but I don't even know what context. <laughs> um, and while huh. he is not... Oh, go ahead. And why was that? The asshole? Yeah. I think that was supposed to give someone vitality also. Oh, but, okay. All right. Yeah, I, just, I just remember it briefly. I didn't look it up again. Um, but <laughs> while he is not a sun-gazing advocate, who can forget those images of President, oh, former President Donald Trump looking directly into the sun during the 2007 eclipse without sunglasses or anything so perhaps he was a little bit into no, sun gazing no, no he also doesn't look healthy though no definitely yes so going back to that uh wellness guru pete evans who said that sun gazing is quote medicine uh for the body mind and spirit what does he mean exactly and what does modern sun gazing look like uh, most people doing it today are not saying that they're trying to get closer to God necessarily. And it's not just for priests or shamans. Um, Is so this to get close that, to God, God, or like Ra? See, I, I think it's Ra, but I was just okay. saying it in a sense. Um, for a look at modern sun gazing, one of the more notable sources or pieces of media you can turn to is the feature-length 2011 documentary called Eat the Sun, which I think is available on Amazon. Um, according to this doc, doc, according to this documentary, uh, many modern sun gazers will specifically gaze at the sun at sunrise or sunset when they say UV rays are supposedly at their lowest. Uh, these sun gazers will look directly at the sun for 10 seconds. Uh, and in some circles, sun gazers will repeat this action daily, but every day they will add 10 more seconds to the duration in which they look at the sun until the duration reaches about 40 minutes. 
So there are some gazers that are some sun gazers that are said to look at the sun for about forty to forty-five minutes. But that didn't make sense to me. Get a job. <laughs> intervals. I don't know how you get forty-five, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you do for? What do you do to stay healthy? Oh, me. I go to the gym and stuff. <laughs> Like, I spend about 45 minutes at the gym every day. Oh, I just oh. stare at the sun for 40 minutes. Oh, I'll get to that and the specific health benefits people claim. Um, so the theory is that, excuse me, is that the sun is a force of all life and staring at it can infuse the body with large amounts of energy. So much so that one of the sun gazers featured in the documentary Eat the Sun named Hira Ratin Manek claims to have gone eight years without eating. He has been, quote unquote, eating a steady diet of solar rays and claims that this is all he needs for nourishment. He's lying. You might remember a topic we covered earlier about breatharians, right? Did we cover this? Yes, we did. They just eat the air, whatever. Way to go, Marissa. <laughs> Thank you. I remember one show we did. Um, modern sun gazers claim that the act may produce some or all of the following benefits. Benefits. Sun gazing may boost production of melatonin and serotonin. Mm-hmm. I mean that. I mean that. That you could say is is backed up. Research shows sun gazing. St- By the way, this is not a pro sun gazing. I, what I said is not a pro sun gazing show. I'm just <laughs> telling you what is believed by the group. Um, this is a uh, neo luddite sun gazing show. <laughs> That's our demo. <laughs> Uh, um, researchers have said that sun gazing can stimulate the pineal gland as the direct sunlight hits the eye, moves through the retinal hypothalamic tract, and then hits the brain. This stimulates the pineal gland, also known as the quote-unquote master gland, which boosts the secretion of melatonin and serotonin, or quote-unquote feel-good hormones. Uh, sun gazing is supposed to increase energy levels. Modern day sun gazers say the practice has boosted their vitality. Um, God, I hate how living do, in the city. How do you measure vitality? Yeah, exactly. I was just say, they just say like, yeah, I feel more, more vital. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, sun gazers say the act increases the actual side of the pineal gland. Not only can this practice boost hormone levels, it has also been shown to increase the size of the pineal gland. Um, as we age, the pineal gland shrinks. Uh. However, brain scans of a longtime practitioner of sun gazing showed that this 70-year-old man has a gland three times as big as a normal man. Whoa. Again, all supposed and... According to sun gazers, I am not saying this is scientifically bad. If you go into the pool, your penile gland shrinks. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> Peniles. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, and my favorite. Sun gazing can promote weight loss. One of the historical theories for sun gazing was that the body and mind could be nourished by the sun, reducing the need for food. Similarly, some modern-day sun gazers say that they have lost excess weight, and some even report a total loss of the desire and need to eat, which to me does not sound healthy, but cool, bro, whatever, <laughs> happy. Um, now, those are all supposed health-related benefits. Um, but color therapy expert Mamtaz Begum Hossein has, says there are also many, you know, spiritual 
benefits by sun gazing. Um, okay. So Begum Hossein, I might be saying that wrong, says that since the sun is the primary source of energy to the earth um, and the solar energy, it gives, oh, oops, nope. Sorry, I'm going to pause. Nope, that sentence doesn't even make sense when I read it slow, so I'm going to start over. <laughs> okay, Begum Hassan says, Sun gazing is a form of meditation that allows us to reconnect with our natural life force. In its most basic form, it involves looking at the sun and being charged by its energy, which we can then take away and harness throughout our day. Uh Begum Hussain says that sun gazing is similar to other meditative practices like moon gazing meditation. Uh, and he be- she believes sun gazing can bring on a heightened sense of inner peace and relaxation. And it may, be, may even be easier than traditional meditation practices. In some respects, she says, sun gazing is easier than a more traditional meditation as you have a physical visual to focus on the sun, which will stop your mind from wandering. Um, so you I might, could kind of see that. I mean, yeah. one of the what? suggestions, like if you're meditating, is to like fix your attention on something. Yeah, but then like if you look at the sun so long, you'll start seeing colors and like hallucinating. So I don't think I agree with that. But so again, I want to make it clear. This is are you program. hallucinating or are you seeing the world as it really is? Shut your butt. <laughs> I can't. Well, take your hands. Because I'm sunning it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I said, this is not a pro sun gazing podcast. I just wanted. We just both happened to be sun gazers. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure. You all knew that this exists because I needed to, and so you all needed to go down this rabbit hole with me. Now you might be like, but Marissa, it seems like it has so many benefits. No! Let me now tell you why you should not do it. The risks. But the thing is, Let me I have debunk to tell you? each one of them. What did you say? Let me debunk each one of okay. them. You guys, you, uh, I shouldn't have to tell you this. Um, experts, eye doctors, Medical professionals say that the dangers outweigh the benefits when it comes to sun gazing, and numerous eye conditions can develop due to sun exposure, whether it be brief or prolonged. Now, uh, do the, these conditions, do they apply to, like, the two eyes or the third eye? I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> you shut your butt again. <laughs> Pete, did you know you can get a sunburned cornea? Oh, that sounds fun. Just because, like, get, you could also get a burned retina. Um, you could get cataracts, uh, and you could get growths on the white part of your eye, which sounds disgusting. Uh, sun exposure can also increase your risk of developing eye cancer, which sounds disgusting. Uh, not to mention, you can just experience temporary vision loss or visual disturbances, or you can get macular holes in your eyes where you just never see properly again. So guys, not only... But you could also lose weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It'd be very vital. 
<laughs> now, it's not just to say you should possibly not sun gaze. I can't end this show without saying you should generally protect your eyes in general, and protection doesn't mean just not looking directly at the sun. Uh, you should wear eye protection, y'all. Um, experts suggest sunglasses with 100% UV protection to block the sun's harmful rays, which can still harm you even if you're not looking at them directly. Um, you know, you could also, if you don't have sunglasses, or in addition to, you can wear a hat uh, or something to shade your eyes. And uh, get your eyes checked regularly. Um, I have a retinal, no, yeah, I have a retinal tear, something like that. So, oh, yeah, I have one of those. Yeah, and uh, my family has cataracts, glaucoma, or something, a whole bunch of stuff. Eyes are scary, guys. So, um, if I, like, let's just say I go to, like, a sun gazers meetup. Loser. And we all turn towards the sun, and we're all going to start looking at the sun. Mm-hmm. And I put on some sunglasses. Are they going to, like, shun me? Of course they are. Yeah, because, like, my eyelids need to be exposed to the sun, right? Um. Well, there is, like I said, there is the method where you can close your eyes and expose your eyelids to the sun. But apparently that also could be harmful. Just basically exposing your eyes... Eyes closed or open can cause damage. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend either. But yeah, also I wouldn't even recommend looking at it with the sunglasses. (laughs) Do you think you have um, adequately thin eyelids? The fuck does that mean? Sometimes I feel like when my eyes are closed, I can see too much light. (laughs) I mean... Does it matter? When it's really bright and I'm trying to sleep, it does. Yeah, but I mean, like, why is it bright when you're trying to sleep is my question. I don't know, but I got an eye mask. Oh, yeah, I was going to say I sleep with an eye mask, so it doesn't, yeah. Just always sleep with an eye mask. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, no, it's never dark enough for my eyes. So, man, maybe I don't think I thought that it was a problem with the thickness or thinness. So, yeah. My eyelids are like tissue paper. (laughs) You're ridiculous. Nothing uh, earth shattering, but I did think that was a a fun little thing you could could bring up to make conversation. Be like, hey, did you know there's a movement where people stare at the sun for vitality? You tell all, all the kids in your life that they should start doing this. So that you can blind all the children in your life? Uh, it just feels like a thing they tell you when you're a kid. Don't look at the sun. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like I've been told, like, oh, you'll go blind. Which... That's if you it, masturbate. <laughs> no, tell me that. But, um, I mean, saying, oh, don't look, you go blind... It is in a way, right? I mean, not if you just look at it once, but if you look at it for prolonged periods of time, you can have eye damage. Yeah. Uh, Are you a sun gazer? Call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. I used to like looking at the sun for no reason because I didn't know it was bad, and I think I was old enough to know. Do you have that condition where you can't be out in the sun at all? Also, call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. Are you a vampire? Call us at 570-POD-WOD-1. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, that was a quick episode. I know. 
But I, I, this is a topic I really wanted to talk about, but I, it was also stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't make it deeper. I have, I have a few of those coming up, so maybe we can make April the month of stupid shit. <laughs> okay, that makes sense to me, yeah. <laughs> well. Do you have any plugs? You're damn right I do. Marissa, do you yeah. listen to any iHeartRadio podcasts? Uh, yeah. The Bethany, weird Bethany Frankel podcast. Holy hell. Did you know Alicia Silverstone has a podcast? Oh, God, no. Tell and me. also Leanne Rimes has a podcast. Okay, don't want to hear that. So I want to plug both of those. Why? April Fool! Oh, God, I was going to be like, what's wrong with you? Do they really have a podcast? Yes, each one of them has their own podcast, and they're both about, like, you know what? I'll just say vitality, because that's kind of like... <laughs> Like, just this nebulous positivity and relationships and decisions and empowerment. Like, all these kinds of buzzwords. Bethany Frankel has a podcast which usually she interviews real boring people. But, like, Kathy Ireland or, like, I don't know, fashion designer. Like, no one, like, who's really fun However, once in a while, like every few episodes, she just rants. Do you know who Bethany Jane Frankel is? Uh, the skinny margarita lady. Yeah. Who skinny else girl margarita yeah. lady. She's also uh, one of the Real Housewives. Uh, but every so often, she just goes out off on a rant. And they're disorganized and hilarious. But also, she gave two separate podcast episodes. Like, she devoted two days to talk about the slap at the Oscars. <laughs> And the greatest thing ever. I, I, I want someone to do a whole week worth of podcasts about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Because <laughs> I'm just like, how much more can we say? But also give it all to me. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody made a reference to that Monday morning on a phone call with me. I don't know. what I don't even remember the context, but they were like, too soon, like to make the joke. <laughs> And I was like, it's only kind of too soon because I don't know what you're talking about yet. I just saw <laughs> headlines. <laughs> I, um, my, my family group chat with all my aunts and my cousins, I wasn't watching the Oscars. I was watching Bridgerton, but they were, and there were, it was like, I was getting it through, not tweets, but I was getting it through like live texts, but like with no context, they just assumed we were all watching the Oscars. Yeah. So I was getting texts like, oh. <gasps> Did he hit him? Is he crying? No, is that stage? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I was like, what the fuck? So we're not going to rehash this again. But my point is, I also wasn't watching it. And everyone just assumed we're all watching the Oscars? Come on. I know for part of the time, I was watching the finale of Servant, which you got to catch up on, Marissa. Okay. Since the I season's think- over, you got to catch up on it. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I gotta watch it soon. I, uh, I tried to watch it yesterday, but my casting wasn't working. My, like, Chromecast, mm-hmm. but I'm dying to see how it goes. Uh, my plug is the historical comedy podcast, The Dollop. No, I'm not plugging that. I mean, it is good, but I'm plugging specifically their Steven Seagal episodes. Which right. I was like, what the fuck? Steven Seagal, the fucking monster like horrifying what the fuck Pete did you know Steven Seagal's like 
fucking unhinged. I mean, in what ways? I mean, besides the fact that he lies about being in the CIA and lies about lots of things, at one point he had a wife in Japan, and then he married another woman in the U.S. simultaneously, and then when he still already had two wives, he was then trying to court another <laughs> woman, and I'm just like, what? It was just, it was just all so stupid, I couldn't handle it. So it all sounds I, believable. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... If you have a show that Marissa should watch, or you have a trailer that I should watch on our Patreon, uh, let us know those suggestions as well. Uh, yeah, we have plenty of Patreon content. Wait, did you say our number already? 570-POD-WOD-1. Um, hey, eBay. Woo! I said eBay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Head into my DMs anytime at Risk Vandal, just not in a sexual manner. Um, yeah, and uh, anything else, Pete? Where can they email us? Don't ever email us, ever. Why? Why? Because we've, we've never gotten one, so I thought this might work. Okay. I mean, we have... Okay, so we've gotten some from Michael Vinos, and um, we should have gotten one from Michael Stinson if I had set the email up correctly, which I did not. Okay. But <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, thanks for listening guys and uh good night. Yeah, hi. She's from Long Island and the Poconos. Marissa <laughs> reviews a show. Okay guys. So this is a big deal. I'm going to review something that Pete has been asking me to review for some time. Um, I am going to be reviewing the reality show, The Courtship. Um, For those of you who may not know, I'm obsessed with period dramas. I'm obsessed with um, the 1800s, Victorian, Edwardian, Edwardian, Edwardian Regency eras. I love Downton Abbey. I love Bridgerton. So basically... Pete wanted to hear my take on this. Basically, this is supposed to be a reality show, like, similar to The Bachelorette. However, the methods of courtship are supposed to mirror those in, they said Regency era. I really want to, like, cross-reference things with the exact time period they say. But they basically say Regency era, uh, like, living like a Jane Austen novel. So that means, um, you know, fancy hairstyles, men dressed in old-fashioned clothing, um, chivalry, um, having to, like, formally court a woman. So I just want to say some things. I haven't even started watching it yet. All I have watched is the, like, intro and a couple things that are glaring to me. One, she's not wearing period-specific garb, even though it seems like the people around her are or at least like at least period adjacent she is wearing a fancy perhaps victorian inspired dress but it's plunging she has a lot of cleavage and her hair is not in an updo um so i just find it funny that the main character doesn't really need to adhere to it as um as strictly i will also note that um while there have been black bachelorettes before Like, I never expect one of these dating shows to start off with a black contestant. 
So that was refreshing. This is a black woman trying to find suitors. Um, there was something else. Oh, also, I don't know if I need to explain to anyone, but around this time, it was seen inappropriate to be in a room alone with a man. Um, you could not, you know, kiss a man in front of others. Uh, you're not supposed to have premarital sex. And if you did, you need to be very secretive about it. Uh, it's clear that she makes out with a whole bunch of men. Um, obviously, I guess that would happen in a show like this. But I guess I, I guess I expected them to have to be a little bit more, um, what's the word? Not manners. Uh, a little bit more discreet since it's supposed to be like old fashioned courting. Uh, yeah, it just seems like they're playing fast and loose with this concept, but I am curious to see what else happens. So let's actually start watching. So I started watching the show. Um, I'm like, maybe like one third through. And so far, our main character gets a letter from each one of her suitors. And these are handwritten letters that sort of introduce themselves to her that she reads along with her best friend and her parents. Um, her best friend and her parents will be there for I think the duration of the show, which is pretty unlike The Bachelorette. I do like that touch. And then afterwards, all the men arrive in a carriage in their finery and they go, oh, this whole place takes place in a castle, by the way. And they all go to the ballroom uh, where they take place in a fancy ball and wait for the main lady to arrive. I will say they do a very good job with the outfits Ladies all have their gloves. The men are all dressed appropriately. Then motherfucker, why again? The main girl comes in this dress that is not period appropriate. Her hair is not period appropriate. And she's not wearing any fucking gloves. Also, all the girls seem to be wearing fake eyelashes. Again, not like they're going to follow the period 100%. But could they at least try a little bit harder? You couldn't be made up that much during this time period. And like... Why are you making everyone dress appropriate but the main person? That's stupid. Okay, so I'm halfway through, and this bitch doesn't even know what Regency is. Like, I know that, you know, if you want to be on a reality show, it's not like you, like you pay so much attention to the premise. Maybe you just want to be on TV. But I was at least hoping there was going to be, like, a Regency enthusiast who was the main woman here. So, like, maybe if the guy was acting like wildly period inappropriate she would call him out and be like hey you didn't do your research or at the very least so she would like truly appreciate everything but like at one point she's like oh dating 16 men i wonder if jane austen ever wrote a a book about that i guess this is regency i feel like a producer fed her that line i don't know but it was really annoying to me because i'm just like if nobody actually knows what this is why am i watching this so a, a few of the guys don't even want to try like one of them is just like like shitting on the whole concept of the show like to the participants and talking about TikTok and shit and like barely trying. Also, they try to do a ballroom dance, which there's a very like specific way of like sort of choreographed dance that they generally did at these balls at that time. And boy, did nobody teach anyone, including the main woman or any of the guys how to dance that way because they look like some tools. I will just say there has only been one person so far who like, I, okay, mind you, like, chivalry is whatever, and, like, 
everyone should act however they want. But this is a, a, a themed show. And I will say that there is one gentleman who, you know, was very polite and had manners. And um, he just acted romantic. And basically, if you're trying to court someone who is supposed to be in the Regency period, this one Hispanic guy was, like, spot on. Uh, but then, like, the other guys are like, like, yo, this Regency thing crazy. I got to put this on TikTok. And I'm like, seriously, dude? Like, you're taking me out of this. I want to be immersed in this fucking show. And it's ruining it. Okay, I finally finished the episode, and just being honest, uh, I drank. I had to, I had to take a step away from the TV because the show was very annoying. Then I went about my day. Then I drank two glasses of wine, and then I finished the show. Um, by the end of the show, like any you know reality show, uh, there's an elimination at the end uh, where she picks suitors to go home. Um, unlike a normal one where, I don't know, she just has time to talk to them and have a little cocktail party. In this show, she picks six questionable people and then she dances with them while talking to them. And she decides who's going to go home during the dance, uh, which is really awkward because they're like basically trying to have a serious conversation while doing some sort of like fancy Victorian, I'm sorry, Regency dancing. Um, also, if you're the last dancer, you're basically fucked because she doesn't dance with all six people and then send someone home. She does it one by one. I don't know. This is just a mess of a show. Um, also, it's important to note that the lady said she loves to laugh twice in this show. Um, I watched another reality dating show recently where someone said, and I quote, I love music. I just instantly hate the main character when they say something so generic. First of all, who doesn't love to laugh? Also, who doesn't love music? That's like to say I love food. So I hate everyone in this show. Okay, I might be a little tipsy now, but I'm just going to be honest. I'm not going to watch the show anymore. I hate this show. At the end, they're like, oh, to misquote Jane Austen. Guys, if you're going to have a theme, at least commit to it. Don't, like, be all fucking sloppy about it. Okay, bitches? And I swear to God, this bitch never wears a period-appropriate outfit. And I was seeing, like, the... In future episodes, like, preview. And I don't know. In some scene, it looks like they're wearing Grecian outfits, which seems entirely, like, misplaced. (sighs) I don't know. I like the idea of the show. Guys, if you like period pieces like I do, I wouldn't recommend this. I would, however, recommend, like, if you want a kind of, like, I don't know, if you want a kind of jokey or meta thing, uh, watch Austin Land, uh, starring Carrie Russell, where she plays a Jane Austen fan who goes for a weekend at a sort of um, immersive Jane Austen like getaway where it basically pokes a little fun at things but it also sticks to the theme but it's also far more compelling than this this shit is not compelling nobody in the show gives a shit about the Regency era they just all wanted to be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and this is all that was hiring I'm done y'all I ain't watching no more fuck this show
Days after this review, the courtship was moved to the USA Network to die on basic cable. If you want more hot takes like this, sign up at patreon.com slash y'allheard.